Hey there, fellow nerds and nerdwills. Welcome back to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Now, normally you would join us with a rotating cast of geeks where we would sip cocktails and play Dungeons and Dragons, but there's been a lot of shit going on. People are away, people are away on business, some people are sick, some people are on their travels, and Lewis is trying to pen his uh, best-selling album. So we're down to the bare bones. I'm joined this week by two colleagues. The first colleague is a man on the ground in Finland who I think could teach all of us some basic Finnish. It's Mr. Matt Durant. So, come on, give, give us a bit of conversational Finnish. So, you know, if somebody was coming on strong, how would you put them down in Finnish? Anteeksi, minulla on aviomies. I really hope that that just means, I'm sorry, but I have to leave for a business meeting. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sorry, I'm already taken. I can I must decline your... I'm sorry, I must decline these, your, these uh... hard drugs. I have to leave to go to a business meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I've got work in the morning. I must decline. I must decline these hard drugs. I think we could definitely do a. Um, we could definitely do a. We we should change this to a a 1970s language learning podcast. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Every man is a businessman, and every woman is a receptionist. Uh, <laughs> what's Finnish for? I'm sorry, I must decline your misogyny. You should you should you should recite the lyrics to the to the intro theme tune in Finnish. You have them now. You you you, oh. you could actually do it. You don't have to do it now. I just mean this could be an idea. Matthew Adolf Durant. What <laughs> is the Finnish for Adventurers Anonymous? Um, nimeton. Well, I know anonymous because it came up the other day. Uh, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. Nimiton. Nimiton. Adventurers. Uh, you all live in a woodland in Finland. You're constantly adventuring. There must be a word I guess for it. it would be an, an adventure would be a retkilia. A retkilia. Or Nimiton. like an outdoorser, maybe. Out, an, outdo- out. an outdoorsman. An anonymous outdoorsman. Woods, a woodsman. An anonymous outdoorsman sounds like the kind of guy you meet in the park with a Mac on. (laughs) Yeah. Who just exposes himself to you. It doesn't even mean anonymous, it just means like creepy. It just means creepy outdoorsman. Yeah, pedo in a Mac. Yeah. So, say it one more time for the listeners. Well, according to... um, I'll go... go, Nimetomat Seikailiat. Nimitomat Sekeliat. Just rolls off the tongue. You're not even trying, Mr. Neil. I'm not. I'm really not. I don't not. hear you trying to... Come on. You've got a dexterous tongue. Or so your TripAdvisor review says. I didn't realise those reviews were still on there. Apparently, that's why I'm getting so much action lately. <laughs> oh, yes. That's right. you got five brown stars. But, 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 everybody. I think we've milked this for as much as it's worth. One, one last. Tervetuloa nimetömät seikailijat. God, that was authoritative. Meaning. 
Well, actually, that means... Please tell me that's not Adventurers Anonymous. I was going to say welcome to Adventurers Anonymous, but I actually said Anonymous Adventurers Welcome. Oh. So I'm kind of welcoming you guys to your own podcast. I don't think that. I'll, I'll, I'll conjugate it. I'll get back to you. No, 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 no. I'll conjugate you in a minute. I was looking on the analytics only this morning, actually, and I went back. You are not the only Finnish person um, who's actually listened to us. Apparently, we've also got another listener in that... Um, Tampere. Hell Skinny. What's it called? Um, Hell Skinny. The capital, capital of... Capital of Finland. <laughs> yeah, the, the capital of Finland. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Helsinki. 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 <laughs> That's a fucking <laughs> club. Helsinki should be a diet club. <laughs> Helsinki. Yeah, apparently we've got we've got a listener in Helsinki. Um, so it's you, it's you and, and them. So right, listeners, we have dined out enough at Matt Durant's expanse. Expanse? Expanse? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's happening today? <laughs> I've not even Speaking had a drink, listeners. Someone is trying to revive his male escort business. Shut up about my organic gigolo business, all right? It didn't work. Let's brush it under the carpet, all right? Moving on. You've heard his voice already. It is the one, the only, the woke thirst trap himself, Mr. Chris Neal. How you doing, sir? Uh, I'm very, very well, thank you. Uh, Yes, listeners, I am also wondering what a non-organic gigolo is. I would also quite not not like to find out, but but I'm sure I will. Against my will. Non-organic gigolo. A non-organic gigolo? That's got to be like a fleshlight, because it's not alive. Now listen here. I don't know. Uh, yes? I don't know. I just wanted to freak you out. No! Okay, good. I thought I thought you were going to give us some like mm-hmm. self-love help or something like that. I, okay, that was <laughs> a long pregnant pause. <laughs> the master of self-love himself, Mr. Chris Neal. Um... <laughs> So, hailing from Barnsley in the north of England, Chris, mm. is there any colloquialisms you could teach us from South Yorkshire? Uh, I don't know. I know that um, the people call uh, fans of Barnsley Football Club uh, Didars. Uh, which is about as imaginative oh. as you would expect for Barnsley or m- most most places in South Yorkshire. Shout out to South Yorkshire. Barnsley really is the Loughborough of the North. Did you say it's the Loughborough of the North? That's very true. I, <laughs> I was I was in Lo- the Loughborough of the I, North. I had to I had to stay overnight in Loughborough when I went to my friend's wedding, and my lord in heaven, did I have the wrong idea about Loughborough? It's just a, it's just a, it's just, it's just near. It's just there. It's just there. And there's a market and there's a McDonald's probably. And a, what yeah, did you web, think Loughborough was? A, a, well, when I was, when I was applying to go to uni, like everyone was talking about Loughborough being this great university city. Admittedly for people that, admittedly for people that wanted to do sports. So you expect it to, to have like a town to match that. No. No. No, it was very just much an like... academic place. 
It, it reminded me of Fargate walking down the road. It was, it was, it was depressing. <laughs> it was depressing. Wow. It looked like everyone in that town had died. Um, mm. And yet they were still walking around for some reason. So you based everything you knew about Lusbrough on the fact that it created some of the world's best engineers and then were massively disappointed when it turned out to be like a historic well, no, market town. Well, no, I mean, I I only knew Loughborough as a good university town for like sports and sports oh. science. I heard that it had a good program for that. Um, so I don't know what I was expecting, but it certainly wasn't right. like an entire town that looks like a cross between Fargate and Crime Alley. Okay. Presumably Isambard Brunel turned up and just went, fuck this shit. This town's a hole in the ground. If there's anyone from Loughborough that's listening, I'm really sorry, but you know it's true. It is a trash town, and you know it is. Wow. Shout out to Loughborough. Go Good. Dynamos. Wow. Wow. Yeah, go, go you Dynamos. To be fair, every country's got it. Like, you know, um, France has got La Rochelle. The United States has got Delaware. Like, you know, everywhere's got somewhere like that. So, you know, don't Finland, just don't Finland's just pick got Ham and Lena. Take that Ham and Lena. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, I understand. <laughs> that's a that's an impressive uh, mascot for the Loughborough Dynamos. I feel like we've gone we've gone down a real deep dive here. The thing was, I <laughs> gathered you two fuckwits together for a very, very, very special one shot now normally we would milk matt for as much as he was worth for a young belsia one shot but i thought the time was right to finally peel back the cellophane on a brand new young tatty one shot now listeners we've never delved into the childhood of tatty mostly because the present day of Tati is distressing enough, so God knows what happened in his childhood to to warrant him being such a shining, exciting, charismatic adult gnome. So I thought we would delve back into yesteryear of your favourite sad boy gnome and pick up a strand of story, a little yarn of narrative, if you will, from when he was training as a soldier. Now, you may know him as the archery crack shot of the current day who fears nothing and fondles his wolf. But before Barbara came onto the scene, he was but a mere recruit in the Gnome Army. And that is where we are going to pick up with this week's episode, where Tatty finds himself in the Gnomish boot camp. Now, he's still a recruit at this point, He hasn't become a fully-fledged soldier. He's still in training, and he finds himself in a boot camp in the Espluvian Grove, which is a boot camp nestled in the nooks of a forest, not far from the city of Hupperduk, down in the valleys between the mountains where the great boughs of trees grow. And nestled in the middle is the boot camp for the Gnomish army, where we will pick up. Now... It's a busy, bustling boot camp full of, like, you can, you can hear all the noises that you would expect. Marching soldiers, 
in formation, you see uh, soldiers out on physical training exercise, running down the pathway with various tents meticulously put up, spotless almost, these tents, uh, of different types. And you see some tents have people poring over maps with markers on them. And as we pan past another tent, you see a man sharpening blades. As we pan into a dormitory tent, and as we come through the flaps of the tent, parting the flaps of the tent, we find row upon row of hammocks. As we find a very small and a very young-looking Tatty Bojangles lying in a hammock with a flannel draped over his face having a nap. Positioned next to him we see another gnome. This gnome a far cry from our Tatty Bojangles. This gnome who we will call Basil Stammershaft is a very beautiful gnome with very beautiful hair and beautiful manicured eyebrows with slicked back hair you see this gnome lying in his hammock strumming away on a lute for Basil Stammershaft is a bard Matt would you like to describe your gnomish character I think we got it we got it jammed in finish since <laughs> all the entire character will be played in in mock finish and I'm, uh, I'm the man they tried to keep out of the army but in the end I had to join the army because I was too successful out there in the in the rock charts and by rock charts I mean the rock gnome charts I'm a mighty fine loot player if I do say so myself and uh, smash hit with the ladies but here I am doing doing my service. This is fantastic. It's also it's also it's also bordering on criminal behavior, but it's fantastic. <laughs> you see a pair of socks coming out, uh, flying across the dormitory as I go. <laughs> as you hear a voice going, "Shut up, Samusaft! We're trying to sleep." As a pair of sweaty gym socks bounce off your face. Some some people just don't appreciate fine music. This is your cue, Mr. Bojangles. Pulling the flannel off your face, you rise to look at the kerfuffle. I, um, I guess I, yeah, I take the, I take the flannel off my, off my face and I say, um, oh, Mr. Stammershaft, I'm really, I'm really sorry that the other, that the other gnomes don't appreciate your music. How old is, how old is Basil? Or like, how old does he look? Trying to just gauge how this looks. To it's, it's hard. He's got a very good skincare regime. He obviously okay. uses some kind of butter <laughs> on his skin. Interesting. He's tanned. He's obviously a man either fake tanned or through like travel. He's he's got himself a nice bronze to him, but he glows, manicured. You see, the other recruits are a little bit. They're not. They haven't fully taken to Basil. I would imagine that uh, Tatty's probably 
a little bit on the young side, even for like a even for like a, a very fresh recruit. I would imagine he's probably like teenager at this point. Like he's not like he's not he's definitely not like an, an adult yet, essentially. But yeah, I'm just trying to gauge how how that how that looks. Uh, a, 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 a small gnomish teenager and a, and a and the old gnomish equivalent of Elvis. I don't think he's old. Just for my picture. Just for my I, picture. I, I'd imagine like big I, brother kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just he's just strumming away on his hammock. As you see another figure push through the flaps as another gnome with uh, sprouts of ginger hair pluming off the top of their head comes in. It's like, oh, hi, how are you doing? You guys. As he like walks in, he's literally gathered a bunch of food from the mess hall. As Tatty, he hands you a cheese sandwich and um, uh, Basil, you nearly drop your loot as an apple. A glistening, shiny red apple comes flying through the air that you catch. As you see your friend, Samuel Taftwaffle, as Recruit Taftwaffle comes in, he's like, what a morning for it. Oh, it's good to be in the army, isn't it? As you hear another voice from the other side of the dormitory, like, shut up, Taftwaffle, as more personal belongings get thrown down the length of the dormitory at him. I think uh, Tatty... Uh, probably says probably says thanks, but pretty quietly because he doesn't want to. He, does, he doesn't want to piss off the other the other recruits yet. Uh, I think he just says thanks, 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 Taft Waffle. Appreciate it. What are you doing with your cheese sandwich? Oh, I'm definitely going to eat it. I probably haven't eaten properly mm. for days. As you see. Um... You hear the voice from outside of the tent of a voice you know only too well because it has shouted at you many, many times over the previous weeks. It is the voice of Sergeant Brankshaft as you hear a voice saying, Recruits, you will come to attention. It is time. I'll like throw down my cheese sandwich halfway through eating it and I like stand, stand to attention very quickly. I very quickly comb my hair back. <laughs> but- <laughs> It was already slicked back. You just got one little hair was out of place as you yeah. just lick and put it back yeah. in place. Put it back in place. As you see, even by gnomish standards, a small, very austere-looking man with a pencil moustache walks in. As you see, Sergeant Brankshaft is like, Recruits! I have never seen a set of more sorry sops in my life. We have to make gnomes of you. By the time I'm finished with you, you will be ready to fight the goblin hordes. But right now, oh, soppy a bunch I have never seen in my life. Well, that will change tonight. For tonight is the night exercise. You will be pitted against each other in an exercise of not only bravery, ingenuity, stealth, but also combat. It is an exercise to first blood. What about first blood part two? <laughs> His head snaps around as he's like, Recruit Bojangles! Did you What's have words to say reference? to the group? <laughs> <laughs> he gets right up in your grill, but even as your short standard, he's shorter than you. As you see, his moustache is bristling. 
What was that you said to recruit Bojangles? Uh, uh, nothing, nothing, Sergeant. Nothing, Sergeant. Uh, uh, just I'm, you will I'm ex- drop and give me twenty. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, drop and give him. I uh, drop and give him twenty press ups. Probably takes about half an hour. <laughs> uh, you want to make me an athletics check, please? Oh boy! Make me an athletics skill check. Oh boy! Fucking level two, dude. Level two. <laughs> okay, I got a fourteen. You you make hard work of it. You're 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 there, and and other people are almost snickering. You can see they're trying to stay silent because Brankshaft is in the room. But people are snickering as you're making. It starts off easy, but by the time you're you're heading into double digits, you're struggling as it burns the muscles as you finish and get yourself bolt upright again. As he keeps on marching up and down the aisles, as I was saying, tonight will be the exercise. You'll be pitted in groups. He looks over in your corner. Bojangles! Stammershaft! Twatwaffle! I mean, Taftwaffle! You will be in Group Alpha! As he looks over at some of the um, recruits who were making a ruckus earlier. Recruits Tobutter, Ralph and Merkfinger! You will be Group Beta! Group Beta will head into the woods! We'll have one hour head start. Group Alpha must hunt them. Successful return of the target. Group Alpha will get you extra leave. However, if Group Beta can stay hidden until first light, you will have lost. You will be sent with real weapons, real arrows, real daggers. This will be a test of blood. Sergeant, will we be uh, killing these folk or just giving them a bit of the old upside the head? As you hear a voice coming through the flaps, as you hear a very, very seasoned and hard-looking gnome walk through the flaps, as you hear a voice saying, Ah, there is no time for Molly cuddling around here. As you look over, everyone is in awe as you see Skarl that everybody talks about. Every recruit talks about Skarl in great (laughs) awe and wonder as a man who has done many great things in the name of Gnomesh Empire. There's just a... There's there's like a a Shaft-style intro theme tune, but it's just just Skarl walking around an army boot camp. (laughs) (laughs) skull is that guy who doesn't really wear regulation army uniform but he's so seasoned he's won so many medals his outfit is um not up is not regulation but no one cares because he's done so many daring deeds he's a man of bravery and action so he's got some pretty jaunty facial hair he's got that weird like knavish mustache and like uh beard combo that kind of makes him look more like a foppish like pirate than than a special forces operative. As you hear him saying, uh, you do what you need to do to survive. There is no time for dancing. There's no time for foppish behavior. When the time comes to kill the recruit Stammershaft, you must twang the bow. I come from you, sir. That means a lot. This this character wouldn't be half as ridiculous if he didn't start every sentence with, uh, 
<laughs> he's a, do you know how many confirmed kills he's got in his military jacket, Mr. Neil? <laughs> he is a ruthless killer. Every, every time he fires an arrow, he's like... <laughs> you must have seen, like, Serena Williams. Every time she spanks a ball, she's like... <laughs> That's what the greats do. This guy's more naked gun than Mission Impossible, it seems. <laughs> he is a seasoned killer, Mr. Neil, and you should respect him. Your future is in the palm of his hand. As Sergeant Brankshaft, almost in awe of Skull, is like, Right, I will give you an hour to prepare, and then we will set off. Gather yourself in your groups for the night exercise. Is upon us. As Skarl walks out, Sergeant Brankshaft walks out and leaves the six of you in your dormitory. Do I know, or do we know anything about the woods that we're going out into? Yeah, you know them reasonably well. Yeah, yeah. That I could, that I could, that I could recall as like places where Beta Team are more than likely to to hide, or you know. S- areas that we could use as like a as like a funnel point if we can get them in there then they'll be easy to easy to take out fish in a barrel if you would yeah um yeah there, there's an area where there's a brook where a tree has fallen across it uh which is like a, a key point that you've trained over several times mm. um there are um what else shall we say um, th- there's a very kind of like swampy area where if you're not careful you can find yourself like you know shin deep in in swamp uh, in the middle of the uh, Espluvian Grove mm. uh, there's almost like an area of swampland um, and there's there's an area which kind of you've trained in and around which is almost like um, it's almost like uh, almost like badger sets almost like you know the kind of like uh, underground tunnels where a pack of coyotes live okay you you've used those coyotes as trail hunting to try and track trails of creatures that's been part of your exercise so you're aware of where the coyote holes are okay and we have uh, bullseyes bull, bullseye bullseyes those womp rats in our T16s back home. <laughs> that would have been so cool if you'd managed it the first time. Bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost an absolute airtight Star Wars quote there. Don't get cocky, kid. Well, we'll fix it in post. The other thing was, so it's just two teams of us. There's not like Charlie team that, that there wasn't, there wasn't Charlie team that's going to come in as well as like hunting not that you're aware of. This is Hunter and Hunted. Okay, that makes sense. It, I guess I've, I'm just kind of like nervously fletching some arrows and I'll turn to Stammershaft and Taftwaffle, which sounds like the world's, <laughs> the world's best detective series. <laughs> <laughs> Stammershaft and Twatwaffle. Skank! That's the next one shot. You just see Twaft Waffle like sliding across the bonnet of his car. Looks like it would be his cart. 
So to be a horse. Yeah, I imagine that they know this information anyway. So, but, but I'll 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 mention to them about the swamp, about the coyote, the the caves, the cave systems with the coyotes, and the um, the brook with the fallen down tree. Uh, yeah, just yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. just to be nervously saying something. I think um, I think I'm I think I'm, I'm freaking out a little bit. That, that's some pretty fine intel there, boy. What, what's your name again? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm Tatty, Tatty, Tatty Bojangles. <coughs> Basil Stammershaft, pleased, very pleased to meet you. I believe we've, As I believe just we've met. Taffwaffle is munching several, on a sandwich times. as crumbs fall out the front of his face. Taffwaffle's like, <laughs> Taffwaffle, as like, just cake just pours out the front of his open mouth as he eats. Okay, that's cool. As, as you see the three figures coming down the aisle in the dormitory tent, the other three figures of Toe Butter, Rolf, and Merkfinger, um, there's always one, the smallest one, who seems to be the ringleader of the twats, uh, which is Toe Butter, who is, is, you know, closely followed by Rolf and Merkfinger as he sort of slides up to you, Bojangles, and just slides a dirty finger across the front of your shirt, leaving a stain with this finger as he's like, I'll be seeing you. Okay. You won't see me, but I'll be seeing you. Uh, you want a bet? You're in down tonight, Merkfinger. Merkfinger picks up the apple off your, off your, um, off your bed and just crunches into it. I think Tatty's trying to. I think Tatty's not quite mastered the art of trying to look tough, and he's going to swing wildly in the wrong direction. And he's just going to go, "Yeah, take the apple, because I'll be feasting on your fucking bones tonight, pal." <laughs> As they just look shocked, like this was fake bravado. As they were like, "Well, oh, that's a bit far. It's just a bit of banter, Jesus." <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a cannibal. I'm looking to. I'm looking to Stammershaft and Taftwaffle for some support here to try and back me up. Stam Stammershaft. Oh no, Twatwaffle. Taftwaffle is uh, just slowly munching. Uh, just a slow munch as he's looking quite. He doesn't know. He hasn't quite got the power dynamic yet. Okay. Well, let's all uh, let's all have a good clean fight, boys. There's there's no need for this. Rough housing and carrying it on. Let's just agree that the uh, the better gnome will win. As Rolf fingers like, yeah, but I'm pretty sure I'll hear you come in with your whole now 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 in the woods. I, I must 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 admit that being a bard and being stealthy are often at odds. But uh, uh, it's <laughs> mostly about making noise. <laughs> As they say, we'll see you out there. Good luck. As the three of them just melt through the flaps. Yeah, that sounds filthy now that I've said it out loud, listeners. Yeah. They slide through the... No, that's not helping. They push through the <laughs> flap. They they just duck through the flaps. They that enter the flaps. No? Oh. No, ah. that's, definitely, that's definitely not right. Slide. They slip, slide. Slide. Glide gracefully through the flaps. Ah, yes. Name of your middle-class sex tape. <laughs> Gliding through the flaps. Like flinging a sausage up an alley. Yeah, like throwing a hot dog down a corridor. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
that took a dark turn. Right. Yes. As they melt off into the night, just the three of you left. You you have, for the sake of narrative, you can have, you, what do you want to do? do you, any last thing you want to do before you head off after them? Um, Sergeant Brankshaft will come back and tell you when the hours are. No, I don't think so. I think I'm, I think I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good for now. Um, do I, um, I'll probably talk to, probably talk to Basil about like what his, what his like bardic abilities are, like the stuff that he can do. I'm trying to like strategize ahead of time, but I'm not good at it. Uh, and I'm just like nervously asking questions just to have something to say. I'm in the, the, the movie in my head. This is the perfect time for kind of little, um, because people people are coming to see my music skills, so I sit in the corner on a on a stool next to a lantern, just playing my lute, and I'm like, but but no one's listening. That's haunting. But in my head, the the cameras are on me. <laughs> <laughs> you see, though, Taft Waffle is just rocking to the beat. He's managed to get some malt loaf out and he's just spreading a ration of butter across some malt loaf, eating it as he nods. Come on over here. I'll head I'll head I'll head I'll head over and sit sit next to sit next to Basil. So the three of you gathering around. Are you having one final sing song before you set off? Or <laughs> just like any 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 rousing speeches? I'll probably just listen. If 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 Basil's playing something, I'll probably just probably just listen, maybe hum along. If it if 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 it distracts me from my nervousness enough. Th- well, if it's all the same to you, I thought we'd discuss uh, tactics and plans for the upcoming battle. Yeah, that sounds I'm, good. I'm mighty. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. What what kind of what do you can you can you do magic? <laughs> Some some say that uh, my greatest ma- magic is my, my my fine features, and <laughs> but <laughs> Taff Waffle just giggles to himself. <laughs> You're a twat. <laughs> What's, does anyone say anything about your second greatest magic? Um, well, I, I can I can mend. I can I can perform a minor illusion. I can cast a bane or hideous laughter with my underappreciated comic values uh, and uh, fairy fire oh maybe if maybe maybe we could use it might be a very situational uh, a, a very situational thing but maybe if we if we manage to if we manage to take out one of the one of beta team uh, when they're on their own we could we could use an illusion to draw out the others like the sound of their voice in the middle of the woods or something like that. That's a darn fine idea. What, what do you say your name was again? Uh, it's it's uh, Bojangles. Uh, Tatty, Tatty Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles. That reminds me of an old song. <laughs> Are you going to sing it? Could you, could you, could you, could you tell me what I the song know is? The title. <laughs> I believe it's called... The littlest gnome who ever came out of that place where you're from. Wow, that's so specific to my experience. And uh, goes goes a little something like this. And as a teenager, I'm just naive enough to believe you. 
I tell you what, if you hum it, Stammershaft, if you hum that tune, I might be compelled to give Tatty Bardic Inspiration as a DM. Uh, once upon a time in the old hills of Gnomeland, I loved a young boy <laughs> by the name of Tatty Bojangles. Tatty Bojangles. Tatty Bojangles. Now this young man had something special. He was very small and not very brave, but one day he answered the call of the army. And when that boy went up against it all, he found inside himself the courage that he needed all along. Tatty Bojangles. That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. As you look over, it's like, it's like just a, single... a tear rolling down. <laughs> yeah. Single tear. Uh, Tatty, I'm going to give you bardic inspiration. That has G'd you up. Okay. Is that a, is that a D6 for... Um... For yeah. what's his name's level? Cool, gotcha. Sweet. I've never actually done that in the entire campaign. I need to give out bloody inspiration more often. I realised the other day when like ninety six episodes into the podcast, and I've never given anyone <laughs> inspiration. Well, you can do like bardic inspiration is just like a d is just like a d six, but you can give you can give like regular inspiration, which is an extra d twenty, so you can use it to like re roll something. I'm not I'm not fishing for it. I'm just giving you the information. I mean we'll see. It was a song. It was a song, so it, it feels very it feels like it was a very it was a that was a very, very good song. I I'm Yes. A, Matt, you have excelled yourself. Stammer Shaft, you're platinum. Right. As you see, as you all you hear a voice bellowing through the flaps as the tiny form of Sergeant Brankshaft is like what the lily in hell is this? What the hell are you doing? There's no time for a little sing-song. Get your asses out. It's time to go hunting. After Peter team. Tell, tell me, Sergeant. Are you lonesome tonight? <laughs> oh, no. That was a joke, Sergeant. Oh, no. He goes bright red in the face screaming up at you he's like you will drop and give me 20 you little gobshite my love life is none of your business <laughs> I, I make make me an athletic skill check ooh 11 11 you are struggling uh, as you get to about 10 you're struggling as um uh, Brankshaft um, snatches the loot off your back and is like, maybe if you weren't weighed down with this molly-coddling piece of crap, you might be able to do some actual physical exercise. As you finish up the last ten press-ups as he thrusts the loot back into your hand, you three are ready. It's time to go after. Beta team. They left through the front gates an hour ago. See if you can't catch up with them. I think Tatty like stands up, stands up quickly, but like nervously, and with that kind of uh, the the kind of uh, posture that you'd you'd expect from a very young army recruit who's eager to prove himself, and just like very quickly like puts his puts his daggers 
uh, in uh, in his on his on his belt and puts his longbow on his on his back with his arrows. And he's like, "All right, let's let's um, let's let's do it. Let's let's go." As Brangshaft comes to attention, spins around on the spot, walks around, stops, looks at uh, Taffwaffle, and is like, "And you'd better wipe those crumbs off yourself if you have any chance of catching up." With the other team, they'll smell you coming a mile away. You're fucking dripping in jam, you fatty. <laughs> As Taffwaffle is halfway through eating a jam donut, as it pauses on his face as jam just drips down the side of his chin. Is Taffwaffle actually quite fat? I've just pictured, pictured him as quite stocky for a gnome. He's big boned i mean some people genetically you know i think it's unfair he's he, he's a unit of a of a gnome he's the strong kind of fat it's a veritable chode <laughs> he's a chode uh yep as brankshaft fucks off and leaves the three of you Ch- now you know <laughs> chode chode <laughs> <laughs> as uh, Brankshaft fucked off leaving the three of you now you know where the front gates of the camp are so there's only one direction to start okay as you see night is upon you now darkness is in the camp moonlight overhead twinkling up between the clouds we'll head for um, we'll head for the front gate do we know how far it is from the front gate to the to the forest is it pretty close you're in the forest. The whole thing's in the forest. You're in the forest right now. The camp's in the forest. I get it. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, once we get to the front gates, I'll probably try, I'll probably like start looking around for tracks, see if I can find which way they, which way they headed. Okay. So making your way to the front gates, you see there are, uh, there's a sentry point as like, a handful of gnomish guards who've got arrows knocked already are looking around as they see you coming. They pause, block your path, check to see who you are, and say, Night exercise. Clear to pass. Thank you very much. As they get out of your way, and you you see the... Um, there's almost like a wooden palisade wall as the doors are pulled inward. As you see outside the wood now now inside the camp all the scrubland has been cleared away as soon as you leave the gates of the camp you see uh, the espluvian grove itself which is a thick woodland you know there are not just um, the high boughs of the trees but also the the thick uh, shrubland with you know very thick um, thickets and bushes and things like that which once you leave the path which heads off out of the camp, you see to the left and to the right, it gets pretty pretty thick. Mm. Okay. There's a well-worn path down the middle where you can see lots of wagons, horses, uh, marching troops, etc. have burnt a, burnt a path. Okay. Can I have a look round to see if, see if I can... see if I can ascertain whether they've kept to the path for a little while or whether they've immediately gone off into like the 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 bush the bushland essentially maybe an investigation skill check please tatty bojangles huh huh oh uh dirty 20 
Dirty 20. You got some skills. I mean, there was a reason why you joined the military in the first place. You had some innate skills and you thought you could put them to good use. Um, you look across the path. Now, the path itself is sludgy. Like the, 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 the grass has all been worn away down to the dirt and the dirt has been whipped up into a kind of frothy mud from all the commerce of people coming and going, the, the sort of through there of people. Um, as you look, something catches your eye and you see um, a broken twig on part of a low-hanging branch. As you look, you see somebody in leaving the camp has gone instantly right and has pushed through the bushes that run straight up to the palisade wall. Okay. I guess I'll I'll just kind of quietly point it out to to the others and um, start heading in that direction. Um, keeping my eye out for, like, as we go on, like, around 10, 20 feet ahead of that in any direction if there's any if there's any similar signs of like where someone's disturbed the the bushes a little bit or like the trees see if I can find like the next like see if I can find which way they've gone okay what's your passive perception uh 11 11 okay so you in instantly having pushed into that set of shrubs now you're a gnome you're quite low down so a bush is a hell of a canopy for a gnome whereas a human it might come up to say their chest it's above your head height so as you mm-hmm. push down the on the outside of the palisade wooden wall made out of thick wooden stakes hammered into the ground you push into the bushes which come over the top of your head it's already dark you are plunged into darkness as you feel your way forward for about 15 meters before the bushes give way into a clearing and you see a set of prints on the floor in the mud carrying on straight in parallel with the palisade wall uh, into a further set of bushes across a clearing 15 feet away. Okay. Probably when we were on the sludgy path before we got onto this onto this like bushland area, I probably... If I could, if I could see an area where like one of us had like made a boot print on the ground, I'm probably using that as like my reference point for where they are because I assume we all wear the same boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You all wear regulation boots. Yeah, I'll probably just, I'll probably just like point, point down to the to the pair of boot prints and um, point it out to Basil and and Taft Waffle and just kind of just kind of creep forward slowly they've been out here for an hour they can't be that close by they must have they must have gone they must have gone further you are silently and with great powers of investigation checking for signs of life on the floor as you match up boot prints to your own as you hear a crunching noise behind you and you see taft waffle is slowly eating a bag of tortilla chips god Damn it. Taft Waffle. As he pauses with a tortilla chip to his mouth. Taft Waffle. Taft Waffle. Put it down. Yeah. Put it down. What? Put it down. I've just opened them. (laughs) Put it down. It's so loud. Why? It's it's so loud. Okay, okay. 
as you see he gets out he's got like a bulldog clip as he rolls up the bag of tortillas clips it and puts it into his like you've got webbing on with all the different pouches as uh, he's got like tactical webbing on as he just slides a bag of tortilla chips into one of the um like pods on his tactical webbing he's got a magic item called tactical jacket of useful snacks <laughs> yes he, he, he's like you've got to keep your blood sugar level high I don't think you need to worry about that. (laughs) He looks at you, kind of hurt in a way. So he's like, all right, okay. Have you found them? I point at the boot prints again, and I point in that direction. And I'm I'm like, let's keep let's keep going. Just just ease up on the on the crunchy snacks. Should have brought some jam with you. I'm pacing myself. Be much more quiet. He's like, I've got fresh. I've got fructose. Bananas, plums, apples. He points to other bits of his webbing. Maybe not apples. Got any of them fruit loops? Nah. It's a great time for a sponsor. <laughs> As he points ahead, he's like, ready. Right. Let's go. Let's, let's, Hands in. Let's, let's carry on moving. He's already like turned turned away before he turns back and puts his hand in very quickly and then just carries on scurrying away. <laughs> he's like, "Go, Team Alpha!" in a whisper as he's like, "Let's go." <laughs> he's left he's left some sticky kind of like jam like substance on your hand from where he was eating oh. the donut earlier. Ugh. As he's like, "Let's go!" God damn it! Uh, yeah, we carry on in the direction that the that the boot prints mm-hmm. were were facing in. And I'll I'll check out the I'll check out that area. Make me another investigation check. Um, it could be with advantage. Actually, if you make an investigation check, um, Shaft Waffle, whatever your name is, what's your name? Uh, Stammer Shaft. If you could also make me an investigation check, I'll say in sort of tandem with each other. Your okay. Check in the ground. Uh, ten. I got a seven that time. Oh dear God. <laughs> you push into the shrubland ahead. You get slightly disorientated because the problem is you've only got the moonlight above you to guide you, and you had the palisade wall on your right hand side. Wait, did you push did, deeper did, into did the bushes? Did Taft Waffle not make one? All right, okay, okay. I just, I just, I just, I just so much fucking banter. All right, just, all right, just, all right. Just, I'll get my Taft Waffle straps up. Hold on, just, hold on. It'd be good if he could. He gets to roll with advantage because he's well fed. Oh, <laughs> of course he is. If it's any consolation, he's better than all of you. Good. Just because he got an eleven. Okay. He's leaving a trail of crumbs behind you, as you know. He's... Yeah, he's he's really good at investigating ahead of him, but he's really bad at leaving things behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just just a trail of packets and fucking discarded cans. Just hula hoops everywhere. As you push into the bushes, the problem with the bushes is it's moonlight ahead, and once you're in the bushes, it's utter darkness as you get slightly disorientated on that roll and come out with the bushes into a coppice, like almost an opening, if you will, between the bushes. You've lost the palisade wall, which you must presume is further to your right, as you come out in a small clearing of trees and bushes as the moonlight shines down upon you. You hear a crunching noise ahead of you, as though something is pushing through um, 
the, the low branches of trees. Tati's going to take out the bow, take out an arrow and just knock it, just, just to be ready. And I'm going to just very, very quietly, like, point in that direction for Basil and Taft Waffle. If we could... Can I... Go on. Can I cast Fairy Fire at this point to outline whatever it is whatever it is in light if it fails dexterity saving throw? Do you have to be able to see it? Let's have a look. Each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is an area of effect. If it fails a dexterity saving throw. Okay, okay, okay. Um, hold on. Let me just pull up the stats. So, what did I just say? It has to pass a dexterity saving throw, I think, on... Dex 12. Dex 12. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. So, would you like to just role-play how Fairy Fire manifests uh, Shaft? Um... How are you... How do you conjure it? Tati is praying that you could, can do this quietly. <laughs> very, very quietly on, on, on my loot... I just play a little verify as you see a twinkling a sparkling in the air almost like fireflies but multicolored starting as a small wisp and spinning and whirling almost turning into a vortice of colored lights that all conjugate over the 20 foot cube of the bushes in front of you you hear something thrashing around wildly uh, inside the bush as it comes closer and more angry as Tatty and Stammershaft and Taftwaffle you all prepare as something blasts out of the bush as you see a multicoloured sparkling feral badger which has been disturbed almost like a disco badger now bursts out of the low leaves growls at you as you see its teeth are all like multicoloured and sparkling is it can I try and calm this creature down and sure and just try and get it to not be so so loud and aggressive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, can, you can make an animal handling check I'm going to roll animal handling Tati's yet to be legendary animal handling skills yes yes it's good that you said yet to be legendary this is level two, As, Tatty. Just from a narrative point of view, Tatty, you feel a hand on your shoulder, a very careful, very sensitively placed hand on your shoulder. As you look over, Taftwaffle slowly unclips part of his webbing and pulls out a cooked sausage and very slowly puts it in your left hand. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, can I can I get advantage on uh, trying to trying to handle this Sausage animal because because I have food. Yes. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Don't forget, you've got bardic inspiration. I do as have well. bardic as well. I do, now, ha- I do have bardic. Okay, the first one is a natural two. Yes. Second second one. Okay, okay, that's better. Okay, with my animal handling, that's a 14. I'm going to use my bardic now. 
That's cocked. 19. 19. As the creature low to the ground, it's it's snout, if you will. I'm not very good, listeners, with creatures. Whatever its mouth is, it's more. It's multicoloured fairy fire more of teeth and slathering. It keeps low to the ground as it approaches you with a... I'll put my bow and arrow on the ground and I'm just I'll get I'll get even lower to the ground as well and just like put my put my hands up like that before I like yep. take take the sausage and like hold hold it out and just just be like crawls <laughs> forward and suddenly with a burst of movement snatches a sausage from your hand, almost tugging you forward, as it takes one look at you and just bursts into the bush to the left, and you just see this multicoloured flashing lights just drifting off through the bushes. As you hear Taft Waffles like, good job, mate, good job. I'm sure that uh, feral Technicolor Badger won't won't come back at a certain point later to help us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in several episodes in the campaign, you're going to see a really old multicolored badger. (laughs) It's just just really fat because it's eaten Taft Waffle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Right, what would you like to do? Maybe we carry on in this direction. Maybe maybe we can maybe the maybe that badger could could unintentionally help us, especially because it's multicolored. It'll probably draw some attention to it. Maybe if we maybe if we follow it and almost use it as bait. I think that's making the best of a multicolored badger. I like that idea. Mm. Okay. I think we I think we get low to the we probably like we're probably like sneaking now, but I think what we do is rather than like directly following the badger, we will like try and keep an eye on where it is and like try and be like off to the side of it at one point so that we can like observe where it's going and observe what's around it to see if we can see any sign of beta team. Okay, both of you make me, and I'll do one for Taft Waffle, make me an investigation check. Oh, oh, eight, uh, eleven. Taft Waffle got fifteen. So somehow Taft Waffle is still the best of us. He's carrying us. Yeah, he's he's carrying you right now. He's carrying you. He's got broad shoulders. As as you push on, following the multicolored badger, which has long since gone, has vanished into the bushes. You push forward slowly and carefully and very deliberately, parting boughs of low-hanging branches and bushes as after a few minutes you break through onto a path and once again quite fortuitously you see the boot prints that you were following before as you slowly follow what now what is not on an actual man-made path but actually a path that has been almost found between the boughs of trees and bushes and someone has made their own forged their own path if you will as you follow it into a small clearing illuminated by the moonlight, you see what has clearly been the disused area for a previous gnome camp. As you see in it, it has three large tents, one red, one green, one blue. Very tattered, very old, with lots of abandoned rubbish. You see a broken chair and a smashed-down table outside the different tents as you see the footprints lead into the middle of the tents. Hmm. Is there, like, the remains of a fire outside? 
Oh, when you say old, is it like old, old? Oh, it's old, old. Okay. No signs of immediate use. Okay. I'll probably just do like a quick, a quick glance around as I'm go as I'm following the footprints, just to see if there's anything useful around that we could that we could use. Okay. Make me a perception check. Uh, twelve. That's not great. As as you push further in, now standing almost equidistant in the centre of the clearing between the red, the green, and the blue tent, your foot squishes down in something as you look in the wet form of what you assumed at first is a puddle. As you crouch down and put two fingers in it, your fingers come up red as you see it slick with blood. This is where we're going to take a very quick drinks break. Five minute drinks break here. Woo! As we've, we've reached an interesting halfway point on this adventure. And also Taft Waffle has to uh, replenish his sugar levels. Very yes. important. Yes, Taft Waffle. He's running low. <laughs> the greatest of all of them. Right, back here in five minutes. Get a drink if you need to. Gotcha. See you soon. Okay, picking back up where we left off with the adventure. We left you hunting down Beta Team, which was a team of three gnomish soldiers who had gone out on a night exercise. You were told they were the hunted and you were the hunter and that it was a fight to first blood. That doesn't mean you have to kill them, but it means that real weapons would be used. As you've followed them through various bushes at one point meeting... A slightly startled feral badger who you lit up with fairy fire and sent coursing off into the undergrowth. You've now stumbled out. Having got slightly lost, you stumbled out into a clearing that has three old disused army tents in it. One red, one green, one blue. And standing in the middle, you've discovered a puddle of blood. That is where we will pick up with the second half of this very special young Tatty Bojangles one shot. I think I think Tatty's a bit nervous when when he sees blood. This is probably it's probably it's not the first time that he's seen blood, but is it does it as I like put my put my finger in it very very gingerly? Is it just like is it is it just like a puddle of of blood on the forest floor, or is it does it go like is it like a really deep not puddle? I'm trying to think of the trying to think of the word for it. Does it almost feel like a bog, uh, or is it just like a a, a little puddle of blood? It's a sizable puddle of blood. It's not a bog. It's also fresh. Uh, mm. It is not coagulated. It's relatively fresh. As you move further, you almost stumble over something as you see a severed boot with the ankle bone sticking out of it. Uh, someone has recently lost their foot. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I feel like that t- that makes Tatty very nervous. Uh Good lord, I, I, I didn't expect this when I joined the army. I, I didn't expect to see blood. This, this isn't this isn't what they promised me. Okay. Just having okay. a little... Okay, just... Having just, a little breakdown. Just, just hamming it up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> just a little breakdown, but I sound like Elvis, so it's cool. <laughs> I, t- tatty, like... 
like does a couple of like deep breaths and just like tries to tries to calm himself down for a second and then he just like he looks back at, at basil and and uh taft waffle he's just like all right let's let's press on um i'm gonna see if i can follow see if i can see any other like blood stains on the ground and see if i can follow them hoping that there's not more severed body parts but also ready to follow them if if they do appear as you I mean make it's it's almost too easy really with passive perception you can see a trail of blood and gore and viscera that trails into the red tent as you see the tent is very disused but has clearly at some point been used as a food hall as there's various broken down benches and tables which are all higgledy-piggledy and discarded some flipped over and then at the end, an almost like makeshift servery uh, with various crates. And you see like a cauldron, which is obviously cold, with a fire pit underneath. This is obviously a disused food hall. Is this, is this inside, inside the red tent? Inside the red tent, okay. And that's where the blood was, that's where the blood was leading, did you say? Mm. Okay. I'll head inside gingerly and see if I can follow where the the bloodstains lead within the within the tent, hoping that they don't lead into the cauldron, because that feels a bit a bit too witches of <laughs> a bit too witches of Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> Following the trail of blood, very slowly, all of you, weapons out, arrows knocked. Uh, Taft Waffle has a knife, dagger drawn that you see glints in the moonlight. As you look over, he's slowly peeling an apple with it. God damn it. God damn it. God, could you just, could you just, could you just appreciate the mood, Taft Waffle? Could you just, could you just, please? As you push further into the tent, Tatty, you following the pitter-patter trail of blood on the floor, weaving between various benches, you pause closer towards where the makeshift servery almost is, the sort of, like, where the food was delivered and cooked, you see the bitten-off lower half of a body with the foot missing, and about five paces on, you see the top half of the body, which is the body of uh, Rolf. Was that... uh, Was Rolf... Was he the one that was giving me shit before, back in the... Oof. Yeah, he smeared his finger. Is that you see, he's, fin- he's been. Is that Merc finger? Rolf Merc finger. There's toe butter, Rolf and Merc finger. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, uh, Rolf. Okay. You, uh, one of the three, has been bitten in half or torn. True, in true, half, true anyway. to his word, Tatty immediately begins eating the bones. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, this would happen. <laughs> he's just a hung- he's just a hungry little boy now. Uh, that's why I joined the army because I just needed food uh, okay Tati is like probably he probably like throws up in his mouth a little bit this is this is intense I'm gonna like try and disassociate from the fact that one of the other recruits has clearly been killed by either some sort of what we hope is just a forest animal but could be something else I think Tati's gonna like have a look at the body. He's probably not going to touch it because he's he's probably never touched a dead body before, but like he's going to try and investigate it to see if he can figure out 
what kind of animal could have done this? And then in his head, like, run through the kind of animals that he knows are in this forest and see if he can, like, see if he can do, like, a, a process of an el- elimination to see if he can figure out what did it. Okay. I've described that very well. I, that I'm about to roll, like, trash, so... Uh, <laughs> let's 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 Same see pers- what. Um, I'd like you to perceive what it is. So yeah, perception check, please. Oh, that's not too bad actually. Uh, Seventeen. <sighs> Sharp teeth, a large mouth. No normal creature of the forest. You can see the edges are like bitten. You can see where teeth is crunched through bone as the creature was has, has ripped Ralph in half, basically. Okay. This was no no clean cut, no weapon, no edge of a blade, or no cannonball or something like that. You would have heard that anyway. But it's uh, this is a raw, feral, visceral rip of something. And something with, like, the strength to do that as well, so probably something pretty, probably something fairly big. Well, I mean, everything's big to gnomes, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I think Tatty's going to turn around to Basil and and uh, and Taftwaffle, and true to true to his his future style, he's going to be like, "So, good news. I, I I don't think it was goblins. That would be bad if they'd found our camp and the and the forest where we make our where we make our home. Uh, bad news, bad news. Uh, bigger than gob, bigger than a goblin, stronger." Is it not something that lives in the forest? Is probably is is probably hunting or hunted the rest of Beta Team, and will probably hunt us fairly soon. So, um... do you think think it's some kind of badger? Oh God! What if it was the what if it was the multicolored badger? <laughs> some kind of multicolored techno badger? <laughs> yeah. What if we gave it such magical powers? <laughs> You hear a thud, Tatty, as you see something roll and hit your foot. As you look down, you see it's a half-eaten apple that Taftwaffle was munching on. As you look over at him in confusion, you see he's stammering. He's like... As he points to the crate you're standing next to. As you look at it with the bits of moonlight pushing through a hole in the roof of the tent, as you see the crate almost splits open in its centre as razor-sharp teeth appear out of the crack that has opened in the crate as a tongue snakes out, wrapping around Taft Waffle's boot as he falls to the floor and the tongue starts dragging him into the moor. It's going to make a bite attack against Taft Waffle. Oh, is this a mimic? Oh, that's so dope. Oh, that is a 20 to hit, which 100% hits Taft Waffle. I should have come better prepared, listeners. Hold on, let me crack out my dice. Uh, Technical difficulties. Please, please wait. So Taft Waffle takes seven points of bludgeoning damage as teeth crunch into his leg, as he screams as you see bone and muscle splitting as Taft Waffle's leg basically foot, Taftwaffle's foot is ripped off as he takes eight points of damage. As you see blood gouting out of Taftwaffle's foot, 
he screams a wrenching scream that turns all of your guts to cold basically as he's left howling on the floor as you see the crate disintegrates and crumples morphing into a black amorphous blob that just scuttles off into the darkness further into the servery as you're left looking down in shock at the screaming form of Taftwaffle now missing his right foot as he's holding onto the stump trying to keep his fingers pressed over the wound as blood seeps through he's rapidly going pale do we have like emergency medical supplies I would imagine because we were fighting to first blood we might have a bandage or like a tourniquet type thing that we could uh, we I've could potentially make some of healing oh really oh dope and some mustard yeah. <laughs> yeah spread the mustard on his foot and then give him the potion of healing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised I gave you the mustard because you sounded like a classy guy. As Taff Waffle's like, ha, ha, hop, ha, is it bad? Is it bad? No, it's 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 good. No, it's no, it's it's actually really good. I, I'm going to try and do it like a tourniquet type thing while while uh, Basil gives him a potion of healing. Yeah. Can I also lull him into? Uh... Not, not a false sense of security, a real sense of security by humming softly, using my bardic talents, just to make him feel better. Yeah, I mean, this is the great... I, I, I Make a performance check. I can actually say that as a fucking performance for maybe the first time as a DM ever. I don't work with bards enough. Come on, this be the best humming ever. <laughs> Six. <laughs> as... You basically, you know what you want to do. You're so full of adrenaline. Your voice is wobbling and your fingers are shaking as you're like, as he's like, just shut up, please shut up. That's worse than the fucking pain. As Tatty, you've, you've found a mop. You've snapped it over your leg, bound up his leg with a splint and uh, just grabbing a tablecloth, you, you tear it up and try and staunch the bleeding. I don't know if a splint... Uh, just, just for anyone listening at home, I don't think a splint can solve massive bleeding from a from a, a severed foot, from a severed leg. <laughs> Your recruits. Also, this mimic seems to have a real thing for feet. It's one of those mimics. It's really into feet. <laughs> yeah, it's the Quentin Tarantino of mimics. <laughs> the Quentin Tarantino of mimics. That's a strong uh, reference. Right, what are you doing? I think I'm gonna. If we've given if we've given Taft Waffle like a it's a, not like a splint. It's almost like a crutch, isn't it? Like that he's that you've he stabilized use, him. That he can yeah. That he can literally like stabilize himself on. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, we have to we have to we have to try and kill it. Otherwise, it's it's just gonna hunt down the rest of Beta Team. Taft Waffle, are you? Do you want to come with us or? Are you going to... What, you think I want to be left alone here? I've only got one fucking foot and I'm low on snacks. Okay. It's it's weird how you... It's good how you ordered that, but the tone was like the same for both of those <laughs> things. He looks at you. He's like, I don't want to be used as bait. Not to hyperfixate. No, no, no. That's not what I was going to do. I was going to tell you to try and make your way back to, back to, back to camp. I'll get eaten by the fucking rainbow badger. 
The rainbow badger is going to save us. Yeah, I wish I could believe that. Okay. Alpha team, we press on. Okay. We take out this fucking mimic and we're going to drag its corpse back to camp and we're going to show fucking Brankshaft and that fucker Skarl. We're going to show them that we're fucking... We were meant to be here. And we're fucking... We're... We'll eat everyone's fucking bones. Yeah, I think you push that analogy as far as it can go. You guys go on the suicide mission if you want. I'm 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 getting out of here. Oh no, I focused on the wrong I focused on the wrong cowardly cowardly soldier. <laughs> Basil! Basil! No! Summershaft! What are you doing? You just you, you, you guys want to kill yourselves? Did it's fine by me? I didn't get in the army to get eaten by some weird mimic thing, or or a badger. Why would one of those be better than the other? You're still getting eaten. <laughs> I'm fixating on the wrong things. Come on, pull yourself together. I remember the song I sang for Tati, and <laughs> I gained inspiration from. <laughs> As you're just like. Bojangles, Bojangles, Bojangles. Lowercase I inspiration. You hear something clatter down in the servery section as a tin, like an old rusty metal tin, just comes rolling down the aisle from the servery section. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys! Yeah, (laughs) just runs up and grabs a tin of sweet corn and runs out. And noticeably, like, <laughs> CGI de-aged. Yeah, being chased. You, you just see Aristobulus being chased by an owlbear from left to right. <laughs> in a scout, He's in a scout's outfit, just terrified. It's like CGI'd Mark Hamill, but much, much worse. Yeah, much worse. What are you doing? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start pressing on towards the, towards the servery. Is does it look like there's only one way in? Yeah. It's it's basically got hatches. It's got wooden trestle tables where food was served over the top of to people. Uh, you're standing in the benches where people were eating. And then behind it, you can see uh, various cauldrons, um, like spits, and um, sort of crates and shelves, which are most of which are empty some of which have still got the occasional can or a bit of rotten fruit on them. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to... Hoping that my allies will join me. I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to press on for the... for the servery. I'm going to... I'm going to just knock an arrow and... and get ready. I think Tati probably assumes that this is where he will die. Uh, as a... as a... as a teenager, having just been drafted into... having just been not even been drafted into the gnome army just like trying to trying to join the gnome army and trying to prove himself uh but yeah nevertheless uh, he presses on what are you doing stamashaft i'm just i'm dreaming of the uh the the record deals that'll never be the the movies that'll never get made the women that'll never know my sweet embrace um, and hoping that this isn't this isn't a big mistake, but I know this this young man. I can't I can't leave him now. Or the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> or the other guy. 
Jesus Christ. You're <laughs> leaning on man. a wine barrel, Stammershaft, as you almost fall as the wine barrel slowly morphs. You feel something slippering up your arm as a tongue has grabbed your left arm that you were leaning on the wine barrel. As the top of the wine barrel, where once was a lid, is now just a maw of teeth as your arm is pulled down, it's going to try and bite you. Ugh. It rolled like garbage. It rolled a three. As you wrench your arm out, the slippery saliva like almost lubricating your hand you slide your hand out of the tongue's grip pushing back two arms pushing uh tatty and pushing um stammershaft back your stammershaft sorry pushing tatty and pushing taftwaffle back you both look as the barrel has just got a tongue flicking around trying to grab onto something with a more of teeth on the top a hideous screech is coming from the inside of the barrel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take out an arrow. I'm gonna see if, because like, does the? I know you said like the top of the barrel is kind of like the the mouth. Does the rest of it still look yeah, yeah. like a barrel? Okay, yes, I'm gonna it still looks like wood. I'm gonna take out. I'm gonna take out an arrow and I'm gonna <clears throat> try and try and hit the the center mass of the barrel and see if it see if it does anything. Make me an attack. 11 nearly as you go to pull back as you try and balance yourself you fall over backwards shooting the arrow up into the roof of the tent as you look at what you've fallen over you find uh, the form of uh, toe butter his chest cracked open just coughing up blood god as damn it as you see the barrel is now um rolling end over end towards the form of stammer shaft. I'm going to need all of you to make me initiative checks. Okay, right. Who got 20 to 25? No one. Uh, eight, 15 to 20? Seven. No. Okay, so um, what's his name? What did you get, Tati? 14. And then, uh, okay. So top of the round, we've got uh, Taft Waffle, who's like looking down at his foot. He's like, "Die, motherfucker!" As you see, he pulls out a dagger and just flings it at the barrel as the barrel's rolling towards him. Uh, rolling uh, a paltry eleven. The, the, he, he barely, he's lost a lot of blood and he's going very pale as the um, dagger just bounces off the, the shell of the mimic as it keeps rolling towards him. Now the centre of the barrel splitting open almost like a half as a mouth as it goes to bite him. The barrel crunches down upon Taftwaffle. <sighs> doing six damage. He only had five left. As you see, he's dragged, kicking and screaming into the mouth of the barrel as the barrel closes back up and you hear screams as blood is fired out of one end of the barrel. Oh, God. As you've just witnessed the end of Taff Waffle. No! It's your go, Tatty. He died doing the opposite of what he loved, <laughs> being being eaten. 
<laughs> he turned into a fine mist. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scream, no! Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, Hunter's Mark, the, uh, the mimic. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna try and shoot it again. I just, yeah. I just, I just, sure. I just gotta, I just gotta. Uh, 19 to hit. Very much hit. Okay. So that is... You get something extra for Hunter's Mark, don't you? You get an extra... Yeah. It's cocked. Let me go again. Uh, 10 damage. Woo! As you aim, fire... The arrow blatting into the side of the mimic. What you think is wood is in fact skin as it sinks inside. And it's in fact, you hear a... As the creature like jerks back in reaction, as you see it's now rolling into the shadows, leaving a trail of blood and viscera of uh, Taffwaffle. As uh, it is Stamashaft's turn. Can I... Is this a crossover with Batman The Dark Knight Rises? Because I'd like to cast Bane. Oof. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? <laughs> <laughs> you merely adopted the Tell dark. the listeners what Bane does, Matt. <laughs> uh, Bane. <laughs> in, in, in character? Bane means every creature. <laughs> uh, the... It blocks your sinuses. <laughs> the, uh, it has three three creatures of my choice, so I'm guessing probably just the mimic uh, must yep. make charisma saving throws. Okay, and if it fails, it has to roll a d4 and subtract a number from its attack rolls or saving throws for the next minute. Oh yeah, right. Okay, okay. So charisma saving throw, yeah. Hmm. Yes, of 12. Strangely, a mimic has a minus one for charisma, listeners. I don't think anyone's hugely... Pretty uncharismatic. Uh, it's got a 20, minus one is 19. <laughs> so, you, so you strum away wildly trying to... Insult it. Trying to perform Bane. It's, it's, it's purely not having any of it as you just see it hiding in the shadows you can still see the glistening gore dripping down the edge of the barrel as the tongue lolls out of the top flicking around looking for purchase do you have any do you have a, do you have any bonus actions i do um that's one of the things now after playing Baldur's Gate 3 is that i'm more aware of making the most of my turns rather than just be like eh, that's all i had <laughs> um can i give tatty bardic inspiration again hmm with my second bardic inspiration. Do you want to sing him a little song? Teddy, Teddy, he's our man. Uh, no, if he can't do it, no one. Wom, comb. It's it's oddly warming to you, Tatty, despite the clunkiness of it. It's got a foot tapping melody to it. The words might be warm, ass gravy, but the song is undeniably catchy as you feel lifted by it. You may have bardic inspiration. Thank you. Thank you, Stammershaft. Uh, we'll kill this foul creature yet. 
Sure will. It's the Mimic's turn as you two are having some sort of wide-eyed moment together, just, you know, trying to G each other up. You see the barrel turn, now no longer scared. You see it um, rolling, coming towards you, Tatty, as once again, as it rolls nearer, the edge of the barrel cracks open with teeth and the disgusting purple slathering tongue whips out at you. It's now next to you, Tatty. It's going to make a bite attack at you. It gets 20. That is. Whew. You take four points of damage as you, you, you roll backwards as you feel teeth crunch into the end of your foot as you drag it backwards you 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 feel warm blood bubbling out of a hole in the end of your boot you've somehow managed to keep most of yourself together but you've taken four points of bludgeoning damage as hot fountaining blood is bubbling out of the end of your boot is it still is it still right next to me the snapping teeth yeah the teeth snapping together and the disgusting flailing snake-like tongue trying to find purchase, leaving a slick saliva over everything that it moves across. As you look inside the mouth for a moment in your horror, you can see the broken form of Taft Waffle almost reaching out a crooked broken arm as he's being slowly digested as the oh, mouth closes back up again really horrible i was going to ask if i could see if i could see a if i could see any kind of weak point in the mouth could i could i do that as like a as like a as just like a skill yeah, check yeah 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 it's your turn just, next okay yeah. i got to i, gotta I won't just... even say it. i'll say from a narrative point of view you can do it yeah you can see the exposed innards of it as it's snapping away at you uh i got an 18 on investigation you 100% see at the back you see inside it uh, almost like I think it's an epiglottis somebody remind me if I'm wrong with that Matt you're better at these things like is it the tonsils or whatever it is that hangs at the back of the throat oh right yeah whatever the, whatever the sack like piece of flesh is that hangs at the back of the the throat you see it dangling like a little pouch okay here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna because I assume I'm I'm on the I'm kind of have I kind of been knocked over by it when when it bit? Me? Yeah, yeah, you're you're on your back. You've still got your bow. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and like get purchase on something with my feet to push myself away from it, um, and yeah. then I'm gonna and then wait for it to open its mouth again and try and hit that hundred percent hit that fleshy sack at the back of its mouth. <laughs> okay, okay. We can do this. We can do this. We've got Bardic. Okay. That's a 24 to hit. 100% hits. Some twice over. 14 damage. (laughs) 14 damage. As you... uh, push yourself back putting one foot on the corpse of toe butter you shunt yourself back um, knocking an arrow firing it straight into the mouth it bursts the sack at the back of the throat as you hear the creature going as blood fountains out between its teeth as it rolls backwards momentarily stammer shaft it is your turn 
This creature is not looking happy. It's The barrel is thrashing around on the floor, the edges of the barrel almost turning gelatinous now as the creature is struggling to hold its intended form. Can I give it a bit of the old rapier? Yeah, 100%. Um, that's a 11 to hit. Does not hit. <sighs> As you go to slash at it, it rolls sideways and your rapier twangs into the floor. You feel the rapier bending almost as you push all of your body weight into it. Anything else you'd like to do? No, i just say, oh, dang it. Okay. Uh, it is now the mimic's turn as it looks up at you, wounded as it is, struggling to hold the form of a barrel. You see the tongue flies out and wraps around your waist as it's going to make an attack at you. <laughs> That's pathetic. Uh, eight. Does not hit. As you pull backwards, the tongue disengaging, sliding off you, leaving this disgusting, glistening saliva dripping down your, down your waist. Tatty, it is back to you. This creature is looking pretty dinged up it's constantly trying to reassess itself back into the form of a barrel as it can't do it as it keeps on like turning back into like I think I mean I, I assume now that it's it's attacked Stamashaft that it's slightly further away from me um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump up to my feet and I'm gonna like as I'm looking at the like attempting to reconstitute form of this mimic I think I'm gonna as it's like just tried to bite Stammershaft, I'm going to use that as like a reference point for where its mouth is, and try and aim for try and aim for that. Uh, that is a natural 19 for a 25 to hit. Definitely hits. God, even at a young age, Tatty was very good at archery, wouldn't he? Hmm. Damn. Uh, I've, that's only eight damage. How do you want to do this? Woo! Had one health point left. You almost killed it last time. Oh, I thought I was close. Uh, I I think yeah. As it tries to like, as it tries to wrap its tongue around Stammershaft, I'm good. I'm just like watching for where. I'm just like watching the tongue and like watching for where the mouth is as the rest of it tries to reconstitute. And as it pulls its tongue back, I'm just gonna like very quickly just be like, "Gotcha!" and just. Try and aim for the aim for the mouth again, because uh, I know that's. Okay. I mean, that's the only that's the only place where I, I know it's not reconstituted. So Stammershaft, having fallen over, you see the teeth going coming closer towards you, the tongue snaking around, finally grabbing onto your ankle, pulling you closer as you see the teeth coming closer, closer, crunching down as something flies past the side of your head. You flinch instinctively as an arrow whizzes past the side of your head, slamming into the back of the throat as the creature one last time shakes in fury before the barrel crashes down in front of you and slowly melts into a black amorphous form that just flattens out on the floor, in the middle of which you can see the disformed body of your friend Taftwaffle who's now more than semi-digested. 
It's more like Tuft Creep. <laughs> Your finest work. Wow. <laughs> I think I think Tatty is probably gonna if the if the form of the mimic he kinda wants to prove what happened here. I think if the form of the mimic has like turned into like a black blob, he's gonna like you know, like take his dagger and like cut off a piece of it or something to like to like take it back to camp as like a trophy for what we've what we've done. And yeah, and and also because he was he was almost looking forward to dragging the whole corpse back. You you look over, you see a large coffee tin uh, that's just rolled on the floor as you prise the lid off with your dagger, slice off a large chunk of the black amorphous substance and just almost like oh, it's almost like fat it's gelatinous as you slop it into the coffee tin and hammer the lid back on you've got yourself a keepsake of I look over it this I look at, before I close it I look over it look over at Stammershaft and I hold up the, the coffee tin like a like a mug and I just go I'll take mine black <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. (laughs) As you hear a crashing noise behind you, as you see leaning against uh, one of the shelves, knocking parts of it down, you see the wounded form of um, Merkfinger holding onto a wound in their stomach. They've been hiding in the corner. I mean, I don't know how this works, but I guess we... I guess we won. Um. <laughs> you see almost like a gallows humour laugh it was a, don't make me laugh a laugh and just like gouts of blood you see they've just got <laughs> yeah just <laughs> the fingers it's, you win you win as they fall face forward and start pulling themselves up back up the shelf as the shelf collapses back on top of them as, <laughs> just help me I imagine at this point as well, from from the point where I shot the arrow into the like into the like tonsils thing and blood just flew out. I imagine Tatty is just like head to toe <laughs> in drying blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he looks he looks a bit of a mess. Tatty's gonna run over and just try and like put put pressure on this guy's wound. Uh, that's great. Just just try and just try and keep him alive. It's good to have a witness. I'll say just to wrap this up from a narrative point of view, Stammershaft, you had a you had a potion of healing on you. You can you can distribute at least one or two of those, however you however you see fit. Catching yourselves almost with a gallows sense of humour, laughing about the fact that your team won. The three of you pull off any kind of identification that you can still find of any of your colleagues, and holding the coffee tin full of the gelatinous. Part, you know, the, the the sample of the uh, mimic. You make your way back through the woods, trying your best to follow the path to the palisade wall. At one point, Samashaf, you could swear out in the bushes, you lock eyes with a rainbow badger. As you stare at each other, it just bolts off into the bushes like a just just. The colours just coalescing across its surface as Badger awkwardly just racing into the bushes like some sort of disco ball. Say along, you old Badger. Say along. Finally, after what seems like an age, 
with you're 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 having to help each other. So Stamashaft, you're having to prop up uh, Merkfinger, and um, the three of you finally reach the edge of the palisade wall. You can hear voices. The relief is palpable as you make your way all the way round the edge of the palisade wall, finally coming out to the gates at the front where the detachment of guards have been waiting for you. As we walk up, I think Tatty's... I mean, I'm probably like still helping Merkfinger along. He's probably still wounded yeah. quite badly. I'll Stomach probably, wound. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably like take out the the coffee tin and... No, I'm not going to make a joke. I'm going to take out the coffee tin and I'm going to I'm going to just like present it to to one of the guards and say um, maybe don't put that in your mug in the morning. As the guards reel backwards, almost going blanche white, you hear the booming voice of Brankshaft behind you as he's like, "What time do you call this?" Uh, apologies, uh, apologies. So, uh, yeah, the beta team ran into a spot of a spot of bother, and um, and we we had to had to clean up after them. I'll, I'll probably show him the. I'll probably show him the. I'll probably take the lid off and show him the like piece of the mimic. He scoops out into his fingers, holding it, squeezing it slightly. He's like, "That's a juvenile mimic. That's no joking matter. Had you met an adult?" It might have been quite something else. Well, I guess we've already distinguished the wheat from the chaff. Not a bad night's work. As for the others, what was their fate? They're all dead, Sergeant. Three of my friends, I've seen them die before my eyes in the most horrible way. I can't go on. you got to get me out of this army, Sergeant. I can't go on. I can't go on. Right. Maybe you come with me and we'll go and see the medic. We'll have some words. You've been through a lot. This was not the exercise I was intending it to be, but maybe a test like no other. I think, yeah, I think Tati just like walks over to, probably just walks over to the dormitories. They're just exhausted. Just like tries to, tries to wash the blood off of him, off of himself. But like, Apart from feeling tired and just disgusting, uh, he does have like a sense of achievement over having killed something fairly dangerous. As you sit on your bunk, glowing, thinking of the the, the last few hours which have flown by to you, as you realise it's almost dawn now. Looking down at the blood that's slowly drying on your hands, and thinking back to the kill that you've just executed, you feel a hand on your shoulder as you look up into the face. <laughs> of a seasoned gnome as you see Skarl standing behind you as he's like ah you have returned I have heard of your heroics oh thank you thank you do I know what his do I know what his rank is do I have like a a title commander commander thank you uh, thank you commander Uh, apologies I'm a little bit and I just like I just like gesture to like the blood that's still on me Apologies, oh, I've, not, okay. I've, not chance, I've not had a chance to clean up yet. There are opportunities for gnomes like you in my unit. Are you? Are you serious? I mean, I mean, Commander, I'd be. Are I'd you be... prepared to do what? <laughs> uh, listen to me. If you can do what is needed to be done in the moment without hesitation, 
if you can take a life without a second thought, there may be a space for you in my unit. There's no time for hesitation in the kind of work we do. Tati's gonna like stand up, stand up very quickly, like to attention again, and just look, like wipe some of the blood from his brow, and then and then just salute. It's like yes, sir, yes. He leans out a hand towards you and shakes your hand and says, "You come and see me in the morning. I think maybe this may be the beginning of something for you." As he spins and walks out the door, leaving you both elated from this new chapter that is just starting for you, but also thoroughly shaken to your core as you realize how close to death you've just come. And that is where we're going to leave this very special Tatty Bojangles one-shot. Can I very quickly present my alternative ending if if Tatty got killed? <laughs> the mimic. Wow. The mimic absorbed his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's what I was for the rest... Oh, well, the we're whole, about to find out in episode 97 of the podcast. Yeah. I had a look. Now, mimics can't take on the form of... They, they can't be biological things, so they can't mimic a person. They can only... This one got, um, this one got hit by lightning. ...mimic non-organic things. They could mimic a body of a dead person, but they can't then talk and move in the same mannerisms as a person. So uh, it's not the same as disguised self. Oh. No. Yeah, I had a lot of fun putting that together, and I would, we've managed to finish that on the dot. Uh, I decided to make it a juvenile mimic just because you are massively under-equipped and like your stats are not very high. And that that proved... I was happy for Taffwaffle to survive, but there was no chance with the roles that the mimic was no. coming out with. So, uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. I think based on the based on the damage that got put out with Taft Waffle pretty early on, it was like seven and then eight and then and then he was gone after that. I think I was like I was like, if I take more than two hits, I'm probably done. Yeah, I was aware you've only got like sixteen points of damage or something. Like. Yeah, and then the first one did like four damage and I was like, Okay, 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 maybe. Maybe I can survive more than one more hit. So it does D eight plus three on a bite attack, so at best if it went full you're going to survive two bites and be dead. Yeah. So you you did you did good. You did good. Right. Any any last reflections? Uh, that was that was tight as hell. Thank you. That was that was that was that was good. Do you know what? I'm not going to lie. Up until two hours beforehand, I was going to make it an owl bear. And then yeah. I remembered that we might want to do a young Aristobulus one and he's going to need an owlbear and I didn't want to make it too too similar. So I was like flicking through the monster manual and I was like, I have always wanted to do a mimic. It's it's tough to find a monster that's like, I don't want to say iconic enough, but like is, is visually like exciting enough. And but also like it's not too much of a challenge for like low level characters. Mm. So mm. Mm. good job. Oh, thank you. I, in my mind, I was like, ah, oh, one of my favourite films as a kid. Do you know when you're a kid and you watch films you really shouldn't, like in your parents' video collection? I remember watching John Carpenter's The Thing, 
uh, with Kurt Russell in it. And I was like, that is fucking amazing. As you know, you're not sure who's what and what's who and yeah. what's going to kind of like more. And, I, and there was a great game on the PlayStation 4 called Prey. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. going to mention Prey. Yeah. Mm. Oof. That was a terrifying game. Most underrated RPG of its generation. Prey was absolutely fucking phenomenal. Just absolutely shitting yourself playing that game in the dark, wondering what's going to turn into a monster and attack you. <laughs> I did really like the image of like stumbling around the around that tent, and just like any inanimate Ooh. object could turn into a into like that black goo, and just been like, Whoa. yeah. It was a it was a difficult thing to juggle because I had three tents. One was a food tent, one was going to be an entertainment tent, and one was going to be a medical tent, and I was going to have you like stalking around it. And then I looked at the clock and I was like, no, I've got to get this wrapped up in two hours' time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you can, have, you can have so much stalking and then you need to kill this damn thing. Yeah. In another world. I think that opens up lovely possibilities of like horror-based stalking one-shots in the future that one of you two can do. But uh, yeah. Right, there you go. We've run out of time. But before we let you go, we just want to say a massive thank you, listeners, for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Now, if you've made it this far and you're listening to this out in the wide world and you're not on Patreon, please consider hitting that subscribe button so that you never miss another one of these again. But yet, if you're feeling fruity, why not consider giving us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on? All of your reviews and recommendations really do help spread the word of everything we do here and inspire us to keep on making these uh, creative stories. If you fancy chatting to us about anything you've heard across the course of this episode, your best bet is to reach out to us on X. Get in, get in the X's, slide into our X's, and come and chat to us where you can find us at Adventurers ANO number one. But you can also find us on Instagram, we're on Facebook, I think we're on Reddit, we're, we're all over the place. Right, that just leaves us time to say a huge goodbye from the, the best Elvis impersonator I've heard in a long while, Mr. Matt Durant. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and a massive goodbye from your favourite sad boy gnome and mine, Mr. Chris Neal. Thank you very much, listeners. We'll see you in the fucking funny papers. We'll see you at the convention <laughs> in September. Truly. What? Is that is that so, a spoiler? That we're doing. Yeah. Add non con. Add non con. <laughs> Nonacon. Nonacon. Jesus Christ, where are we starting in Finland? Nonacon. Uh, right, well, there you go. I'm off to check all the inanimate objects in my house to make sure they're not going to come to life and eat me in the night. But in the meantime, with any luck, we'll see you back here next week. But remember, listeners... Stay There you go. Right, that's the end. Go home, piss off. <laughs>